0: This is Radio Health Journal. I'm Nancy Benson. This week, how concussions can smolder for years without ever being diagnosed.
1: Mild traumatic brain injuries are a significant, major cause of mental illness, and nobody knows about it.
0: The long-term effects of concussion when Radio Health Journal returns.
2: I'm Reed Pence, the producer and host of Radio Health Journal. If you like listening to Radio Health Journal, you'll also like our sister show, Viewpoints, which covers a wide array of topics from education to history to the environment. Here's a preview of what they're covering this week on Viewpoints. Scouring for lichen and caterpillars off the ground. Starvation, scurvy, frostbite. These are just some of the woes that the men of the Greeley Polar Expedition endured in hopes of an eventual rescue. Then... Today's young people, generally speaking, are more anxious than their predecessors.
3: Why are some young adults going backwards instead of forwards? I'm Marty Peterson.
2: And I'm Gary Price. These stories in-depth this week on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints. Listen to Radio Health Journal and Viewpoints on your favorite radio station. And subscribe and listen anytime on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Radio Health Journal.
0: With the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks, we'll undoubtedly be hearing stories about the NFL's concussion protocol and whether it's helped to reduce long-term head trauma. But it's not just pro football players who need to be concerned about concussions. Far more head injuries are the result of car crashes, bike accidents, and simply tripping on the sidewalk. We may dust ourselves off and say, I'm okay, but we may not be, because the brain is almost waiting to be hurt.
1: The brain is very soft. It's as soft as butter, egg yolks, jello, somewhere in there. And the skull is extremely hard, hard like a rock. And so... When the brain gets shaken or you hit your head, the brain will slosh and impact against the inside of the
0: skull. Dr. Cabran Chabik is a staff physician at Amon Clinic in Bellevue, Washington, which specializes in brain disorders. He's also author of the new book, Concussion Rescue, a comprehensive program to heal traumatic brain injury.
1: When that happens, there's two things. First, there's primary injury. So the blood vessels are torn brain cells are damaged, and they're swelling. Then there's something called secondary injury, and this is the real problem is that when there's secondary injury, it's basically a cascade of inflammatory factors and mediators. It's like a fire that hasn't been put out and continues to smolder for months And sometimes years.
0: That's especially the case when young people are hurt and it's one reason why football players at lower levels, high school for instance, may be a lot more vulnerable than the pros. Concussion protocols aren't nearly as well followed. Dr. Ginger Young is principal investigator at the Center for Injury Research and Policy at Nationwide Children's Hospital in Columbus, Ohio and associate professor of pediatrics at the Ohio State University College of Medicine. Concussion is a difference from other injury. Why you have a broken bones, you see blood, but the concussion is brain injury. Yes, some kids may be fine, but you cannot say fine because the brain is still in development. Young study on high school athletes shows there are considerable barriers to adequate treatment when they get concussions. All 50 states have laws requiring concussion education and removing players from a game when a concussion is suspected. But she found that educational materials are often written in hard-to-understand medical language. So athletic trainers, players, and parents may not realize just how severe a concussion can be. They may not buy into the need to sit out. They think I should be fine, should not affect me, and they want to continue playing. And that parents and the coaches want to win the game, think this is okay, and they don't remove, keep playing. There is currently no good way to tell who might have a long-term consequence, who is not.
1: Somewhere between 40 and 80% of people will recover and go back to normal level of functioning. But then there's people who don't recover. 20% of people continue to have symptoms for a long period of time, for sometimes years.
0: But Chapik says those symptoms are often missed. Emergency room doctors, for example, may check for bleeding, and if they don't find any, may tell a patient they're okay. All they need to do is rest. But inflammation and other damage take time to do their work. you think about a car that is sitting in the rain and rusts out from the inside, that's also
1: essentially happening in the brain. There's a lot of oxidative damage, so one of the interventions is antioxidants. There's swelling, and that's the thing. So sometimes swelling happens and progresses slowly and gradually, and symptoms don't always appear right after the person has a concussion. So I had a pastor who had a car accident, seemed fine. Two weeks later, he couldn't write a sermon because the swelling in the brain, with the skull, there's an enclosed space, so there's nowhere for that swelling to go.
0: Chapic says many other brain problems also may have their start in a long-forgotten brain injury.
1: Depression, anxiety, ADD, memory or focusing problems, irritability or anger, and we traced it back to a concussion, or a head injury, or a car accident, falling off a horse. Because most people, and myself included, until I started working at Amen Clinic didn't ask about past head injuries as a cause of mental illness. In fact, that's probably the number one thing I've learned working at AIM in clinics and in my work in mental health for the past 12 years is that mild traumatic brain injuries are a significant major cause of mental illness and nobody knows about it.
0: Chapic says just about any blow to the head deserves attention, even if it's simply to be safe. Nutrients are recognized as extremely helpful to recovery.
1: You want to give targeted nutrients, antioxidants like vitamin C. Simple vitamin C is very helpful and doesn't get enough respect. It actually can help quench a lot of the reactive oxygen species that we're speaking about and decrease inflammation in the brain.
0: Vitamin D is also helpful, as well as a supplement called NAC. And while doctors used to advise rest in a dark room, today, Chapic says a concussion patient might want to do the opposite, get out and exercise. Exercising
1: actually increases blood flow to the brain that need healing, and it also increases BDNF, which stands for brain-derived neurotrophic factor. This is like miracle growth for the neurons, and exercise is the best way.
0: There's still a lot about concussions we don't know. The brain has long been the black box of the body, whose workings we can't see and don't understand. But the more we find out, the more it becomes clear that concussions can have extremely serious consequences years down the road. Dr. Cabron Chabik's book, Concussion Rescue, is available for pre-order on Amazon. You can find out more about all our guests on our website, RadioHealthJournal.org. Our studio producer is Jason Dickey. I'm Nancy Benson.
3: Radio Health Journal returns in just a moment. 2019 was a year of important discoveries about Alzheimer's disease and other dementias. Making news this year, researchers learned that Alzheimer's risk genes are different in men and women. This could help explain why two-thirds of people living with Alzheimer's are women. Other studies in 2019 found that vision and hearing loss may increase dementia risk, especially when both sensory impairments are present. There are also new discoveries about lifestyle, according to Dr. Keith Fargo, Director of Scientific Programs and Outreach at the Alzheimer's Association.
2: A healthy diet and regular exercise are good for your overall physical health. But researchers have also found that they can reduce your risk for cognitive decline and dementia. These healthy habits, along with things like cognitive stimulation, may even help people who are at high risk due to their genes.
3: Researchers say a simple blood test to detect Alzheimer's earlier is on the horizon, and two recent announcements have increased hope for new Alzheimer's drug treatments. To learn more about Alzheimer's research and how you can participate, visit ALZ.org. Of the 358 million people who live with asthma worldwide, it is estimated that 10% have severe asthma. People with severe asthma struggle to control their symptoms, like chest tightness or difficulty breathing, despite treatment. Some severe asthma cases may be caused by increased levels of a white blood cell called an eosinophil, which can be determined by a simple blood test. Many may not realize their asthma is considered severe and continue to live with symptoms. Tanya Winders is the president and chief executive officer of the Allergy and Asthma Network.
1: So many of us take the simple act of breathing for granted. As an advocate and mother of children with asthma... I have seen how the condition disrupts everyday life. Many with severe asthma live in fear of being unable to breathe or their next attack, which can be terrifying and fatal. Each attack puts patients at greater risk of another. If you're not able to control your asthma, speak with the doctor to learn about treatment options.
3: For more information about severe asthma, visit AllergyAsthmaNetwork.org. This spot has been sponsored by GSK.
2: What are you going to do with your old car? You can try selling it. You could junk it. Or you can donate it to Heritage for the Blind. Your car will be towed away for free and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-835-1478. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats. It doesn't matter if your vehicle runs or not. It will be towed away for free. And you'll be supporting those that need help. Heritage for the Blind is a nonprofit organization that helps the visually impaired live fuller lives. Call right now to donate your car. And as a special thank you, you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call Heritage for the Blind right now. Call 1-800-835-1478. Donating is easy and your vehicle is towed away for free. Plus, you'll get a free vacation voucher for donating. Call now, 1-800-835-1478. That's 1-800-835-1478. And that's Radio Health Journal for this week. Radio Health Journal is a production of Media Tracks Communications. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to learn more. And check Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify for a library of past programs. Plus, you'll always find previous segments and information about our guests at RadioHealthJournal.org. Join us again next week for another edition of Radio Health Journal.
0: Coming up next week on Radio Health Journal.
1: The problems in ADHD arise from being desynchronized based on a late sleep pattern that's prevalent in about 80%.
2: Could ADHD
0: be a result of disturbed sleep and circadian rhythms? Then, if you're sick with the flu tomorrow, will you go to work anyway? It depends on your boss.
1: These workers see their managers coming in to work sick, so they feel obligated that, hey, if my manager comes to work sick, I can come
2: to work sick. All that and more on Radio Health Journal.